Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, what's up, everybody? It is time for another episode of Believe Me with Cordell Stewart, Brandon Lang, and myself, Joe Serralo. And of course, Believe Me is brought to you by our sponsors over at BetOnline. Head on over to BetOnline.ag and use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V for your first time, one time, 50% welcome bonus. Any deposit between 50 bucks and $1,000, BetOnline will match with that promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, up to 50% of it. Go bet the NFL playoffs, NBA, NHL, both in full swing, baseball futures. That season's right around the corner. Do it all at BetOnline. It's where the games begin. All right, it's time for another episode of Believe Me with the former Pro Bowl quarterback Cordell Stewart, the career handicapper Brandon Lang, and myself, Joe Serralo. Gentlemen, Super Wild Card Weekend is in the books. We are on to Divisional Weekend, but we had six great games coming off last weekend. We were right about most of them, wrong about some of them. Brandon, I want to start with you. Let's talk the good, the bad, and the Buffalo Bills. What happened in Buffalo? Perfection is hard to obtain. Came on the show last week and said, I have a three-team, 10-point teaser that cannot lose. San Francisco, down to plus a half. Cincinnati, down to plus one and a half. The Bills down to minus three and a half. And I would have had more respect if Josh Allen, before the game, had just gone to center, midfield, grabbed a mic and said, I just want to take a quick second to address the crowd before we kick off in five minutes. Damar, we love you. Thanks for coming out, bro. You're our motivation. You're our man, Damar. Damar's the man. And to everybody out there who bet this game, I know everybody teased down us to minus three and a half. I know you're too scared to take Miami up to plus 23 and a half, third string quarterback. think we're going to blow them out. I just personally want to tell all of you, I will make sure you do not cover that three and a half point on the teaser. <laughs> not, not my team, not nobody else, me. I will make sure because in the third quarter, I'm going to strip sack fumble. Watch the way I flop it on the ground. It'll be a thing of beauty. Almost like Tom Cruise in the color of money where he barely missed the ball against Paul Newman in the semifinals to make a little extra cash. Well done. So I'm going to make sure you don't cover. I'm going to turn it over seven times. I'm going to fumble and throw picks just to make sure we only win by three. Because that's what I do. I just, that's who I am. I'm so talented. I just make mistakes because I'm an idiot. <laughs> that's how you really feel, Brandon. I mean, look, I, I, I couldn't agree with you anymore right now, Brandon. I had him teased down to minus six and a half. I'm livid. It... Unreal. The stupid. Of this elk hunting up in the mountains in the winter of Wyoming with my dad because I'm a stupid moron and I just do stupid shit. That's it. There's no other way to explain it. The game that I thought Giants was winner. the game. Jags, I mean, comeback winner. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Jags, they had yeah, Monday yeah. night with the Bucks and got on Dallas. Yeah. yeah. It's just unreal so oh, how much man. did you lose so how much let's get down to it. how much did you lose <laughs> cordell with the hard-hitting questions that that's the question of the day because I, I i you know i'm i'm looking at these games we we knew the teams that were going to win but the cowboys against the bucks i never thought yeah. that prescott would play as well as he did to put them we in knew. position we all knew i had the twenty-four thousand dollars six teamer and once i yeah 
the Giants, the Dallas Cowboy game on Monday night became a $24,000 play. So I turn around and, and as the day progressed, me personally, I said, Dallas is going to, Dallas is going to win and Dallas is going to cover. We're going to see a really good Dallas team tonight. So turn around, I put a $15,000 two-teamer, which plays 39000 And I put 15000 on Dallas minus two and a half with Cincinnati plus five. Against Buffalo. So that, yeah, so that game is mm-hmm. worth 49. So now I'm going to come back on the other side. I already did it. And I went ahead and put 19,000 on Buffalo minus the five. So I've hedged it. So basically where I stand is um, I'm picking up 19,000 off the $24,000 hedge. Not bad. We'll take it. Needed Dallas on Monday night, which I, which I felt confident they did. So I'm fine there. It's just, I get frustrated when pro athletes do stupid things. And I've been doing this job for 30 years. Just do the right thing. Make the right play. Do the right thing. And don't be stupid. And Josh Allen is just stupid. There's no other way. As Forrest Gump said, stupid is as stupid does. And that's Josh. He's done it all year long. And and, and it continues to rear its ugly head. I, I know Cincinnati's offensive line problems. We'll get into it more lately. But I, I'm anxious that you, this kid can't be trusted. And when you're... Two coaches on the sideline are Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy. You can't trust those two knuckleheads either. And then you had Ken Dorsey as the third Stooges up there and as his offensive coordinator. You got Laurel and Hardy and the three Stooges. That's who's running your football team. And if it didn't show everybody last year when they collapsed in the last, what, 22 seconds against Kansas City, they all should have been fired. That's it. Yeah, Josh, Josh Allen Josh Allen is, is imploding as we speak. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not looking good for him. At all. I mean, he falls outside of the top five for me. That's with Ooh. Burrow. That's Mahomes. with Jalen Hurts. That's with Mahomes. That's, I put Mahomes as third because he doesn't have Tariq Hill to where – I mean, he's playing good, but overall their team defensively is not playing that good. I go Holmes, and then after that, you, you I go Dak Prescott. Then you can – Josh probably Josh Allen before Dak Prescott. But – it's just what Josh Josh Allen are we going to get? And and look like he's running out of gas. He's, he's he's making too many bonehead mistakes this point in time of the year to where I think it may cost him as they move forward. Yeah, he was my preseason MVP. Bills were my preseason Super Bowl pick, but he's turning the ball over Pretty left much. and right. I'll I'll add yep. a guy to that list. I mean, right now Daniel Jones. I'm not saying he's better than Josh Allen, but he's taking a lot better care of the ball than Josh Allen, and he's putting his team in better positions. Gamble has well for you. Well, well, for you, Joe, because you are a Giants fan, mm-hmm. he is doing something that I would say we probably hadn't seen him do, right? Which is, he's one, he's special. taking care of the ball. He's, he's throwing it well. The running game is outstanding. But most importantly, the runs that he made against Minnesota, I haven't seen it be done. The timing and the effectiveness of what he did with running the football in that game lets me know that all these teams that we have left, they all can move. Every question is who's going to turn it over the most or who's going to turn it over the least. And I think that's the team that's going to end up winning. That's what's going to happen. So, so let's dive in, gents. Let's dive in. Saturday, Chiefs, Jags, Kansas City, eight and a half point favorites in this one at home. Brandon, starting with you here, it's a big number. Now, they did already beat Jacksonville this year. They beat them by 10. Jacksonville riding a little momentum after a putrid first half, came out in the second half, turned that game around. Crazy comeback win. Third biggest comeback win in football playoff history. So, which side are you on here, Brandon? Chiefs minus eight and a half, or do the Jags keep it close? In my fairy tale of Cinderella, um, since I'm a freak, she didn't lose the glass slipper. 
Cinderella's wearing a pair of black thigh high boots with six inch heels. She 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 was ready to get a freaking out with the prince. I mean, she was she went to the dance and the ball and she had she had the Julia Roberts get up from Pretty Woman. She she was she was st- strutting her stuff on Rodeo Drive. Well, that thigh high boot, like Julia Roberts, the zipper was stuck and it was falling apart because that's what's gonna happen to Jacksonville here. It's been a good run. Worst to first. It's been a good run. But you look at the emotional win over Tennessee, you look at the emotional win over the Chargers. And now you're going on the road with the second worst pass defense in the NFL with Andy Reid out of a bye week with a number less than 10. So all you need them to do is beat them again by 10. They were actually up 17 in the fourth quarter. They didn't play well. They turned the ball over three times in that first meeting and still were up 17. They went up and down the field on them all game long. I think they punted twice in the whole game. It's been a great story. But at the end of the day, Andy Reid, 15 of his 19 playoff wins ladies and gentlemen have come by double digits wow i will force the jags to show me they can get up go on the road and hang with casey i'm gonna lay the wood Cordell, hmm. what about you man i mean you've been i feel like you've been riding Mahomes a lot this year chiefs are not really a good covering team but you've got the number one pass offense in football kansas city versus a bottom five pass defense in football Cordell, do the Chiefs win this one by double digits, or does Trevor Lawrence and company keep it close? I think Trevor Lawrence and company keeps keeps it close, and this is the reason. Doug Peterson. Uh, I mean, Doug Peterson. I love what offensively what he's been able to do to kind of cover up some of the issues they may have on their team. Let's be honest. This team is playing with much more energy and tenacity than any team that's left in the playoffs right now. They're playing with house money. They have nothing to lose and everything to gain. You know, they remember losing by 10 points the first time. This is going to be the battle of the minds. Andy Reid versus Doug Peterson. Which guy is going to be able to get the most out of their players to get it done? There's no Tariq Hill in this game or in the postseason. Those postseason wins and games and situations you were speaking about, beloved, that was around Tariq Hill. Now there's no more Tariq Hill to be able to just open the game up the way they want to. And this Jacksonville Jaguars team is much better than what they were the first time they played them. I'm going to ride the wave with Jacksonville. I've been on this for, for the last about six weeks or so, a file or more. I'm riding with Jacksonville. I think they get inside that number and they have a chance to win it. Just watch it. Be careful. I thought I, I, thought I taught him all year the right way and he just mm-hmm. fell off. That or way. No. Yeah. Uh, you know, that I, way became a tsunami, by the way. Brandon, that, that, was, that was a pretty good sell job. I was ready to go with you. I was leaning Jags, eight and a half is a lot of points. Then you spoke, Brandon, and I'm like, hey, you know what? All those double-digit postseason wins. And then I heard Cordell speak. And I'm thinking, you know what? It's a rematch. And we saw last week a lot of rematches in the postseason have gone in favor of the team that didn't really fare too well the first time around. And I'm thinking Jacksonville is going to keep this one close after listening to Cordell. But at the same time, I just want to say one more thing to you. Okay. Down the stretch, the only offense that Jacksonville faced that you would put in the class, only top five offense they faced in this run was Detroit. Detroit put up 40 on them. Tennessee, Jets. Houston, Tennessee. They beat Dallas. Jag- Jaguars beat Dallas. They just beat the Chargers. Oh, really good offense. Dallas still, Dallas still put up 34 on them. And the Chargers probably should have put 40 on them. So but I'm just saying, you're going into a place that's the hardest place to play in the NFL with a defense that when you face elite offenses, 
they are not going to be able to shut them down. That's fine. You can use Jacksonville all you want, but I'm going to tell you, you're going to be sitting there down 17 in the fourth quarter, needing a back door, down 14 in the fourth quarter, needing a back door. And if you're betting games needing a back door, well, we all know what back door means. Grab your ankles, get ready to roll. Good luck. Hey, I, hey, I just want to say this. I am drinking the Kool-Aid, okay? There we yeah. go. There we go. I will so say, I, I think Jacksonville keeps it close, Cordell. I think it's a high-scoring game, though. I think it's a game you take the over in. I think it's a game you want to look at some props. It's a game you yep. take Patrick Mahomes over 315 and a half passing yards. You take Marquez Valdez Scantling over 30 and a half passing yards or receiving yards, I should say, because Valdez Scantling, mm-hmm. he tends to get more than 30 on one shot with Mahomes. He's his new deep guy. I think I like a lot of props in this one. And I'm going to sprinkle a little something because Patrick Mahomes, when the playoffs roll around, likes to run the ball plus 300 for a rushing touchdown, Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to sprinkle a little something there. Let's get on to Saturday night football, Giants, Eagles, part three this season. Here Giants, we go. Seven and a half point dogs. I love this number for an underdog. Cordell, we'll start with you. Giants plus Ooh. seven and a half, or did Jalen Hurts and company blow them out like they did the first time? Hey, man, I, I you know, Jalen Hurts being injured and, and seeing him in the last game not play as good as we've seen him clean. Let's just say clean. He played very good. Don't get me wrong. But it wasn't as clean and sure uh, when it came to some throws. But did everything right. Uh, didn't look bad at all. But the stakes are a little bit higher. And that team and the Giants, they're coming in blazing hot. I'm talking stupid fire for revenge. As we were talking about earlier, the team that ended up losing the first time ends up coming back with some revenge. They are really ready and primed, Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. But I still don't think it's enough fire to handle the pressure of this Eagles team. They know what's at stake. Jalen Hurst is built for this. I'm going with it. I say they won by two touchdowns. Eagles by a couple scores. Brandon, which side are you on? Last week of the regular season, the Philadelphia Eagles needed a win to clinch home field advantage in the NFC. The Giants trotted out their second stringers. They trotted out their third stringers. They trotted out their fourth stringers. They trotted out practice squad guys who hadn't seen action all year. They trotted out the equipment manager who got three snaps in at at D-line. They didn't care. Eagles struggled with their first string offense and their first string defense to win 22-16 to clinch home field 13 times this year, the New York giants have been an underdog. They've cashed the money ticket 11 of those 13 with eight outright upsets. I will take the seven and a half. Say it comes down to the wire. Eagles win by a field goal late. Give me the dog. Brandon. I'm with you a thousand percent in this game. Giants, ah. 11 out of 13 covers as underdogs. Let, let, let's take a look at the rematches real quick, because I think playing a team multiple times in a year plays a big factor. Philly, so far this year in rematches with an opponent, one and two straight up. Two of their three losses have been in a rematch. One and two straight up, 0 oh and three against the spread. The Giants in rematches, they've had four of them, two and two straight up, four and oh against this spread. I think the Giants cover in this one. I'm going to take it a step further, gentlemen. I think the Giants win this ballgame. I think after what we saw week 18 with Jalen Hurts going up against the Giants, not even second stringers, they're third stringers. I think the Giants win this ballgame. They were in that game all the way through for 60 minutes. I think they're going to come out here 
They're playing loose. Daniel Jones is not making mistakes. The polar opposite of Josh Allen, who we're going to get right into. Saquon Barkley is running the ball so damn well. I mean, he set the tone right out of the gate in that first quarter against Minnesota. Yep. The Giants, they've got onions right now. They've got a pair of them. Everyone from Brian Dable down to every guy on that roster. I think toughness at this time of year, I think toughness can really be the uh, the difference maker in this one. Plus, I'll give you another prop. I said Mahomes to score a rushing touchdown plus 300. I kind of like Daniel Jones plus 230 to, to get in the end zone with his legs in this one. Let's get over oh. to the Bengals and the Bills. Sunday morning action and the Bills. Pretty big favorites. Five and a half point favorites in this one. Cordell, starting with you. Is that number too big? Will the Bengals keep it close? Will the Bengals win? Or does Buffalo win this one by practically a touchdown or more? I think the Bengals win by a touchdown or more. And the reason I said that. Wait, wait, wait. The Bengals or the Bills? The Bengals. So you're taking the The underdog to win it outright because the Bills are favorites in this one. Yeah, yeah. I got going with the Bengals. Plain and simple. I, I tell you what. The Bills... What Josh Allen has done over the past few weeks has really caused me to scratch my head because I was one of those people, too, that was talking about them actually getting a rematch against Kansas City in the AFC Championship game and moving on to the next level. Mm. The sleeping giant, and I like to call him the sleeping giant because while we're talking about it, we're really not saying much about the Bengals with Joe Burrow. People acknowledging it, they're seeing it, they're saying he's getting hot at the right time. But if you really watch the way he plays the game, it's mistake-free. You don't have to be concerned where he's playing, whether it's on the road or at home. He does everything the way you need him to do it. Special teams, offensively, defensively, they're all playing lights out. You saw the last play they had against Huntley uh, when he sticks the ball out from the two-yard line, it heads up play by the defensive player to knock it out, and they take it back to the house, 98 yards. That's the type of football that you see late in the season and also in the postseason. It takes those couple of plays to get those teams over the hump. This team is, is not being denied. I like the Bengals. I think they went by touchdown. Wow. So going with a five and a half point dog to win it outright and win it by at least a touchdown. Brandon, I have a feeling I know which side you're on here after uh, your little Bills rant, but why don't you just tell us for good measure? Peter, Paul, Alma Joy's got nuts. No, nah, you don't. Some teams make you money. Some teams don't. The best team in the NFL against the spread this year are the Cincinnati Bengals. All they do is make you money. Now, last week against Baltimore, divisional opponent, you know each other, they didn't cover. Conversely, the Bills playing Miami a third time didn't cover. But the Bills find ways to lose games against the spread and not win games against the spread. Am I concerned about the offensive line of Cincinnati? Oh, absolutely. Reminds me of the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. When Mandy Reed took that KC offensive line in there and the Bucs just ran roughshod over them and, and won the Super Bowl. But with that being said, I've called this Buffalo defense overrated all year. Their secondary is a sieve. Me, you, and Cordell could get open on the secondary. Shit, I'll get three, I'll get three receptions for 24 yards on the secondary at 62 years right. old in the slot. They're atrocious. I unloaded on the Bengals Monday night, and if not for DeMar falling down and and all that drama, they win that game. I don't know if they can win the game outright because of the offensive line. Would it shock me? Not at all, because I I call for Cincinnati to beat Buffalo. I think Buffalo's living on borrowed time, so I'm going to take Cincinnati plus the five and a half. You guys made it pretty easy. I'm with both of you. I think five and a half points in this one is a gift. 
I mean, I think Cincinnati, this should be like a two and a half, three, three and a half point line. I think this game's going to fall on probably a three or four point number, no matter who wins. But I, I think that this is as close to a pick em as there is this weekend. So for it to be five and a half, shocking to me, take those points, take those Bengals. And that takes us to the last game. The San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy, still undefeated, mm. hosting the Dallas Cowboys. These two faced off last year, wildcard weekend. San Fran went into Dallas as dogs, three-and-a-half-point dogs, beat them outright. Now they're three-and-a-half-point favorites. Brandon, which side are you on? I'm going to call for the Dallas Cowboys to go to San Francisco, shock the world, and win the game outright. Wow. When I look at the Niners defensively, I take you back if, if – and Cordell can – I don't know which side of the game Cordell's on, but when you're a great defense, when you're an elite defense, you don't take weeks off. You don't. I don't care who you are. As a reference, see Ray Lewis and the Baltimore Ravens and that great defense that won the Super Bowl when they killed the Giants. They didn't take a week off all year. They pummeled people. And when that Niner defense went on the road against Jared Stidman and then and, and the Vegas Raiders, and watched Stidman put up 300 and change and four touchdowns, and they scored 34 on him, and the Niners couldn't stop Jared Stidman coming off the bench, making his first start. That told me that if you look at the offenses that Frisco's faced all year, it's easy to call yourself an elite defense and call yourself a great defense when you're not playing elite offenses or an offense like Dallas that can test you and strain you. I'm on Dallas. I think they have a chance to go in here and win the game outright. Uh, Brock Purdy is going to feel some pressure here. Dallas is going to score. They're going to score, and Purdy's going to have to score with them and deal with Mika Parsons. Give me Dallas plus three and a half, four. Poor Jared Stidham. I mean, Brandon, you think so lowly of the guy you can't even say his name right four times. Jared Stidham lighting up the Niners defense. This time we're going Dakota Prescott to do it. Cordell, do you agree with Brandon, or do you think the Niners win this one and they do it by at least four? I'm right with Mr. Irrelevant. Here's a guy that was chosen, what, dead last in a draft. And here he is. He comes in um, for his former quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, who they paid all this money to, right? Uh, this first-rounder kid that got injured early in the year. And, and here it is. We got Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, that's just sitting there on the bench just trying to figure it out. So what does he do? He goes out and get the greatest confidence of all. And guess who he ends up beating? He ended up beating a goat in Tom Brady. What do you think that did to his confidence? They were already playing really good football. But I think what Shanahan, Coach Shanahan is doing with getting Christian McCaffrey, now you're having back Debo Sammy. It's hard to figure out what they're doing on offense. It's hard to figure out what they're even doing on defense. Brock Purdy's not nervous at all. He has nothing to lose and everything to gain. The pressure's on Dak Prescott to get it done. Finally got their first win in the playoffs. Now they got the win again. And now getting ready a chance to play an NFC Championship game. I think that's too much pressure. I'm going with Brock Purdy, the, the, the Mr. Irrelevant, to get it done. Mr. Irrelevant has caught the benefit of facing offenses the last few weeks for his defense, like Tampa Bay, like Seattle, like Washington, Arizona twice, like New Orleans. He hasn't been asked to win a football game yet. Well, guess what? He's going to be asked to win this one. He's due to implode. That implosion's coming. Uh, drink the Kool-Aid. Where's Kool-Aid? Kool-Aid, what's Kool-Aid, man? <laughs> you know what, Cordell? You know what, Cordell? Pour me some of that, because I'm going to rock with Brock. I'm going to rock with Cordell on this one. Give me the Niners minus three and a half. And before we wrap it up, 
I'll leave you all with this. An eight-point plus 150 odds teaser. Chiefs minus a half point. Giants plus 15 and a half. Bengals plus 13 and a half. San Fran plus four and a half. That does it for Believe Me. For Cordell Stewart, for Brandon Lang, I'm Joe Sarala. We'll see you next week for Conference Championship Sunday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.